Hi, I'm Sade. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 59 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, we're going to apparently do Microsoft News because we're we the Microsoft podcast, apparently. Uh, uh, Wait, holy shit. Ten more weeks. Hey, you know what happens. We're at episode 69. <sighs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so, Windows, Windows 10, April 2018 update. The official name. The, that's the official name, you know? Yeah. Quote unquote April, you know? It's just like it, has, it was delayed, right? Uh, delayed because there was a, the Microsoft found a bug at the last minute uh, that was causing blue screen. So they, they halted the release. Uh, and so it's rolling out Monday, right? Yeah, it's like the out. last day of April. Last, <laughs> last, like technically it's still in April, but you know, nobody's going to actually get it in April because it's, it's rolling out and it's not going to actually be available to anyone outside of insider builds uh until probably like in may or june right it's not it's not those rollouts take a while uh so windows 10 april 2018 update got these updates uh what do we have is, okay 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 so <laughs> wait 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 i like yeah this is the best worst windows 10 update name like could, we could well let's make fun of it sure <laughs> but well, this is way better than like the internal documents that like leaked out that said fucking what was it spring creators update two. <laughs> like this is so much yeah, of a this better is, name. This is actually, slightly better because it actually has like a like a date uh, and like a month that is like you can actually refer to it and you can be like yeah it came out at this point in time so it's not as confusing so and. You know, not using this is like you remember when Apple used to like name their iOS device or their iPads like one, two, three, or four. Yeah, but now it's just like iPad 2017 or MacBook late 2017. That is that is the right way to name things. You know, I understand that it it's not as uh brand- sexy the word. Yeah. I don't know. It's not as brandable, right? It's not as like you can't be like, yeah, it's the April 2018 update. Like you can But it makes sense for people yeah, though, right? Yeah, it makes like sense. Like for regular like for not like okay, nerds will understand the difference. This is why Ubuntu's always had the best naming scheme. P is like you could be like, what version of Ubuntu you're on? And you like think about it when I downloaded it, and then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm on like ten oh four or thirteen. Uh, 10 and like windows 10 to be like what version are you using right now and it's they're like oh are you on the one you got in april and you're like oh my computer didn't update in april or may and it's like well cool update it because there's an update that was released in april and instead of being like are you on the spring creators update too and it's like i don't fucking know what <laughs> <laughs> right like uh, this, this is a this is actually boring, better but yeah better. i guess i mean yeah. uh i mean this is technically what version 1803 i mean nobody actually cares about that except microsoft nerds but uh that's what it is. Uh, so first things, I guess, more fluent design. I mean, this is not really like anything revolutionary. It's just it's uh, good. It's good though. You know, so there's so Microsoft has the problem that Google had before material design, where all the apps they're used technically they're using the same interaction model, right? Like some of them will have a hamburger menu, so they'll have like the same kind of like layout in terms of. Uh, navigation's here content's here and like side viewers are here like that pretty consistent between microsoft apps um except 
office that will forever use a ribbon because actually i think a ribbons uh, ribbons are good you i know, mean like, let's let's not get into the whole discourse about ribbons versus many bars because no oh my god this is like it's too, this is not 2007 yeah, i think not. at this point we've realized <laughs> that menu bars have their issues yeah and okay ribbons aren't perfect but like how it's done in office is it's actually yeah many, uh, the the ribbon ui is uh yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty decent uh many bars hide a lot of things that were like that should have, shouldn't have been hidden. Yeah, but that's that's well, that's not this, uh, 2007. This, this like, <laughs> that's not. Shades, welcome to Shades Brown in 2007. Um, iOS, no, no, macOS Leopard just got delayed because think, of the iPhone release, right? I like, think that, it was Snow Leopard at that point. That? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Snow. No, 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 uh, 2007. 2000, Snow Leopard's 2009. Okay. Remember, 2007 was Vista and, and Leopard. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. So, so they okay, that, that's, also they updated. Anyways, back to yeah, the, back to the. Wait, wait, no, no, I got, I got to go back to the thing I was going to talk about before you distracted me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, what they have is um, the same problem Google had, where things interact the same, but they're not visually consistent. Like where the hamburger menus placed, the padding, the spacing, the general like weights of fonts and things aren't the same between first party Microsoft apps, which is a little weird. And I'll have a link to a tweet that just has an image of like all of them superimposed side by side so you can see this. And I I think they're getting better. I think fluent design the fact that Microsoft has a design metaphor that they aren't like being sued for or saying <laughs> doesn't exist like they did in Metro <laughs> is good and that they're all in on it, even if it's like a little designer bullshit here and there. Well, I mean I mean and hopefully yeah. it's getting better. I mean the, the the whole fluent design like methodology. Like we talked about it a while back, I think it was like I think it was like last year sometime when they unveiled it. Uh and yeah, there's a lot of weird designer stuff going on. But they also updated everybody's favorite feature uh my people uh i'm like have you ever listened to donuts by jay dilla yeah i own the i own the physical copy of the disc uh okay every time i hear my people i just think of that one song that begins of like you know the drum sample like the bongo sample and then it's like this choir just singing my people every time i hear that that's all i think please check out donuts yeah donuts, donuts, amazing album. donuts is a uh, it's, it's as classic as you can get. Uh, everybody, everybody probably has sampled donuts at some point in their career. I mean, uh, donuts has sampled everyone too. Yeah, right? like, that's why yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> yeah. So Microsoft updated something called My People, which nobody actually uses because nothing supports it. Uh, so the only time me and Static ever remember My People exists is when we look at an article <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, there's a new My People feature." <laughs> yeah, because like no one, no who. Who the fuck uses my people? Genuine, if you use my people at me, like I'll, I'll put you. Like I think I do this every week. I, I ask for people to like send us stuff. I think this is like the least likely one for us to ever get a response yeah, it's for. Like, I think people at Microsoft maybe use it, but like it's like uh, I don't think even uh, it's it's just that it's it's it needs support from apps. Right? It needs the uh, apps to support the I guess the API for it. The sort of contacts integration that it needs to work. Uh, and basically only first party Microsoft apps support it. And I think And a third party Telegram client, according to the screenshot. Yeah, apparently. But uh, this is 
<laughs> I, I feel like my people is one of those things that worked really well in a focus group of 10 business users who call themselves hashtag thought leaders on Instagram and their LinkedIn accounts. You know, the kind of people who don't just blog on Medium, but they blogged on LinkedIn too. Oh, God. <sighs> you know, like, um, it's, it's, it's the kind of hacker news commenter, right? That doesn't just say the blockchain will be will, will be safe from everything. They're the type of people who are like, well, I have a portfolio of ICOs. <laughs> Instead of stocks and bonds, it's crypto and I don't fucking know. Like imaginary money, I guess. I mean Imaginary money? I, it's <laughs> crypto and tax avoidance. Oh, I don't God. fucking know. Uh, okay. Um <laughs> uh, let's um uh, let's before we uh Go on another tangent. Piss off what? The, the people who don't listen to the show. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like no one who's a big crypto supporter listens. But, you know, if you do, add us. Once again, if you support big crypto, send me a message big online. <laughs> um, next thing, they, uh, I think this is a new feature. Uh, so Windows 10 timeline. Uh, it was delayed, remember? Yeah. It was delayed from the last release to this one. Right. So timeline is basically... So there, there's timeline in theory and timeline as it actually works today. Yeah. So in theory, timeline would be every UWP that supports it would give um, your system be able to crawl it for like a recent history, right? Like say you listen to this song at Spotify, you edited this document, you sent this email, you asked Cortana X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it would be a nice view where you can go back in time and see what you previously did, which I think is, is a cool feature. Like I actually, I yeah, think that's, that's dope. Yeah. It's it's like a history feature, but, but for it, your computer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a recently viewed list for everything on your computer, right, right. which is a cool idea. And especially since you know you could search from it, and it's like built into Cortana, so you can like search and let's see what you did. But how it works right now, uh, it's kind of like as I say in the Windows Central article, it's like a glorified recent app screen that just syncs things across devices. Yeah. So if you have, like, I mean, it could be useful if you use Microsoft apps, right? If you use Edge, uh, if you use, I guess, Word, uh, I mean, Office. Uh, what well, up? the problem is that you have to use UWP apps. Oh. Win32 apps don't get my people support. And that's the thing, hmm. right? So spot up, and it's, and it's not Windows Store apps. It's specifically UWP, and I believe maybe PWA. I might be wrong on that. Hmm. Um, fuck these acronyms, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but but so if you have a Project Centennial app, Spotify, um, we're not going to really talk about it. iTunes is just now on the Windows Store. It's a 500 binary blob. I'm sorry. Please don't install iTunes. But any of those apps won't get timeline support besides the fact that you like opened it. Yeah, that makes sense because I, like I suppose the it has to be UWB because UWB has the correct APIs for supporting this, right? Like it's not like just being a project uh, like a centennial app is not going to have the same uh, integrations with, ti- with timelines. So it's not going to work. Uh, so and also it's only useful if you like use multiple windows 10 devices, right? Yeah. Because in theory, I don't know if Microsoft released the APIs yet, but in theory, they said that you would be able to um, have it where Android and iOS apps could be built to support my people through like a Cortana bridge or something it was like some it was like some sort of wishy-washy announcement which hasn't really came to fruition and since microsoft has no mobile strategy it doesn't really like if apple does have mac os right where like what you do on your iphone would like sync over to like compatible mac apps that'd be really cool 
and they kind of do a handoff, but they don't have like a view where you can go back and. Yeah, because- handoff is kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's a mobile support yeah. that really I think holds the timeline down. Yeah, I mean, again, this is another feature which doesn't really make sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it it only makes sense if you're fully integrated into Windows as app. Even even then, it doesn't really make sense, right? Because. Like, once you use Chrome, you're fucked, yeah, right? Like, if you don't use Edge, this is not doing anything yeah, basically, for you. Yeah, it's useless if you don't you know, use any of these apps that are that actually support it, and that's not a lot of apps. Uh, uh, the Edge browser uh, got an update. Uh, I mean, this is... is it's, I mean, it's not ex- exciting for most people, I guess, because it's, it's a browser. Uh, it's... What actually happened in Edge? Like, this, this article actually doesn't mention... Uh, if anything actually updated, it's just like the engine got updated and it's like bug fixes. Uh, not really. Well, we know it supports full, has full PWA support now, right? Because Windows 10 as a whole has full PWA support with this. So that's probably be like service workers, full WebRTC support and all that kind of stuff. Um, probably not some of the the newer stuff that Google's pushing with Chrome because it hasn't hit the standards body yet because LOL Google. But uh, Edge finally has a mute tab and it has autofill um, I think it was last release that added the ebook reader. Yeah, and all the that ebook stuff, reader, right? which is an interesting. Oh wait, idea. no, 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 no. This this release adds the ebook reader okay. because now Windows Ten has a bookstore. Right. Okay. Okay. Only in the U.S. though, because once again, Canada is gets no features. <laughs> yeah. Although I have I have something to say. The Windows Ten um, or Windows Central article is uh uses Ready Player One. As the screenshot for their ebook reader support thing, and it's don't read Ready Player oh, One like I just unsolicited oh, take, and it's not good. No. It's not good. Yeah, it's, it's please no. Uh, that's it's bad. Oh, like here. Okay, okay, okay. Here's here's a quote. I'm just gonna read it from here. Oh, Normally, the newsfeed didn't interrupt everyone's interactive sitcoms and soap operas unless something really major had happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Mm. So, uh, like, completely not related to anything, but because I saw Ready Player One, it's not a good it's book. Not. Um, I like hype. It, that, that is like hyper capitalism taken. Like, you know, did you hate that? Right? Or it's just like pop culture on pop culture references because we're like that's how you get to the kids. Yeah, apparently. <sighs> but speaking about things that um, is objectively terrible and has not gotten any love from people is cortana mm, yeah I was, yeah cortana is just it's just uh it got it moved around like it's like uh the removal of the cortana like they, they removed cortana from the home ui right uh so yeah so it's now like so cortana cards will show up in the action center and um so it's like it's been, google now so instead of like yeah no no, no well like so Google now was like in the Google feed, right? Like you open the Google app on Android, you'll have a news feed, you'll have like cards and all that stuff. Microsoft broke that out. So now Cortana, when you type open a search bar, is like a dedicated search experience. And then some of the other stuff has been moved to the uh, action center. But it's not full time yet. It's kind of, it's it's in the middle, right? Because Microsoft's plan is to have it be like a chat sort of a new chat app where you talk to an AI, oh God. which isn't bad. If he's, I mean, I'm, if you're at a keyboard, right? Like that makes the I most actually, sense. Yeah, I, mean, like I don't think it's, it's, it's a bad to use these AIs using the keyboard. I think that's actually better than using the voice system because I think the voice one is more unreliable than using a text input. But uh, yeah, uh, 
Cortana is 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 in flux. I guess that that's the state of Cortana in this new update. It's 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 that's the thing with these new big uh, new this new release model of Windows 10 is like you get you get half baked changes, right? You get these weird like transitional states uh, because like Microsoft is still starting to you know make Cortana like be what it's supposed to be, but it's still not there yet. But it's still release the whatever state it is in. Uh, so you get this weird clunky sort of UI and UX for Cortana. So that's I mean fine. Uh, also nearby share, uh, is the next one, the new feature. Uh, it is basically airdrop for Windows 10 devices. I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically all it is. I don't think it's as much too, much more to it. Uh, it uses Bluetooth. Although I do want to say that look at the share screen on that screenshot. Windows 10 has like the nicest share UI out of any OS. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's it's a, it's a really nice looking clean UI, right? It's pretty distinct and like it, it divides. It has these like clean divider lines between like people and like computers and like uh, like app app uh, actions. Uh, so yeah, it looks nice. It has nice fonts, uh, very readable. And also, it's like iOS's share UI has always been like a mess. Yep. And granted, I haven't used Android in a while, but Android's last time I remember is like a huge ass scrolling. Link. Yeah, it's, I mean it's like scrolling list. Yeah, it's like intent. The intent system in Android is is probably very powerful. I mean, it is. It's probably the most powerful of of the sharing systems. Like uh, like iOS's one is is kind of garbage, but uh, the Android intent system is powerful. But it happens that every, every app is like in there. And it's like you have to like. I think these days you can like like. I think OEMs just like put most recent apps or like I think Google does that too. Like the apps they've shared to most recently get sorted. Well, yeah, they'll try and like source, yeah, source the ones they're most likely to use at the top. But you know, I just, I just, I just like want to, I just want to say it's like Windows 10 has some nice things. We're making fun of a lot here. We're making fun of a lot because it's, it's Microsoft and you have to. But like as an OS, it is, it, it's hitting the state. It's starting to get boring, right? Like, and that's good. That's good. Boring software is good software because that means it's not breaking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also updated something called Focus Assist, which is oh, okay. So this is like uh, notification management, right? This is uh, yeah, it's like it's like a granular do not disturb. Ooh, that's actually interesting to me, but it's like because I usually turn on quiet hours when I go to bed, but it's like it would make sense if more things use UWP notifications. By the way. Uh, that's that's all. I mean, the notification center, not UWP notification. Uh, not not a lot of which things. you can't use if you're not a if you're not if you're a Win32 app. You can do that. Yeah, you can. Because yeah. if you send if you send like a system notification, Microsoft will catch that and put in the. Yeah, I have. I, I have. A, I have a BitTorrent client that uses Windows 10's uh, notification center, which which is pretty nice. Uh, so it's it's possible for Win32 apps to uh, to do that. It's it's not. Uh, possible, but a lot of things don't support it because obviously this is Windows, and like us, uh, there are apps that haven't been updated in like ten years. So, uh, that's cool. I guess the next one is what else? We have small changes. I guess fonts, fonts, like the control panel. Mm. No, no, it's the control panel. They're moving more of the old oh, yeah. control panel stuff into the new yeah, one. Yeah. They move fonts um, to it, I guess. Uh, because this is Microsoft, every Windows ten release, they're fixing scaling in an app. <laughs> Yeah, they're like they're fixing uh, display scale, yeah. and you know we make fun of it. We make fun of it, but the only reason macOS has good display scaling is because Apple built in support for HDPI displays like 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah, 
that's I literally I think it was like one of the first releases of Mac OS X that had support for HDPI stuff yeah. and like 2x scaling and all that. And also Apple specifically uses 2x scaling in every single Mac, which with Windows you can have like 1.5 scaling. You could have a whole you have variable rates of display scaling depending on what resolution you have and how big you want things to exactly. be. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, display scaling is a, is a very interesting issue because you run into that with devices like the Surface, right? It's the it's it's weird. Uh, it was janky back like in the early Windows eight days when I had my Surface. Uh, it was it's a bit weird. Uh, so that's when that's the Windows ten April twenty eighteen update. It's still a handful to say, but uh, that's that's what that is. Uh, Another, I guess we get, we move we're moving to another Microsoft thing. Well, I mean, we got we got we got we got to have like final thoughts on this, right? Like, what what do you think? Well, like, as as someone you've been using yeah, use every day, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, what do you think about I mean, it so far? Like with this update, to I don't even use this update, but like you could probably have a good gist of like, I mean, what you're getting, right? Besides it's, bug fixes the bug fixes stuff. are the most important thing. Like, I I don't the, the, none of the features are really useful to me. Like the new features, none of them are really like you know, like I'm not going to use any of these features because they're not going to be useful to me in any way because I don't use the integrations. I don't, I don't use edge. So it, it's uh, like, it's, it doesn't matter, but the, the bug fixes, the UI changes, the, uh, just, just in general, just windows, you know, windows 10, just slightly getting better. Right. And that's, that's fine with me. I don't, I don't need any drastic changes. Uh, I just need it to work and not crash and not have blue screens of that. I mean, it's, it's been doing a pretty good job at that. So. Let's just continue with that. I but guess. are you going to use Mastodon in the in like the PWA wrapper from the Windows 10 store? No, I'll just I'll just leave it in. For You're going to keep it in the browser. Yeah, tab? yeah, I'm going to keep it in the browser tab. It's just easier to manage because I I a lot of things are in the browser now, so it's easier for me to put them in in the browser, so I can you know manage them easier. It's weird. Uh, oh wait, we need to talk about that also before we move yeah, on. PWA, yeah. Because we mentioned it. I think we've talked about another RO episode, but just since we're talking about Windows 10 now. So what Microsoft is doing is, like Twitter. Twitter has a really good PWA for Windows 10 now. It's, it's, they changed their UWP app to a PWA app. And I should probably explain these acronyms <laughs> because they literally don't make sense. <laughs> UWP stands for Universal Windows Platform. Right. You might have heard UWA before, but no, no, no. That's from Windows 8. We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> um, but UWP is basically... Microsoft's modern Windows app development platform, yeah. right, for like native yeah. apps. And PWA is Progressive Web Apps, which is a thing that was started by Google. It used to be Chrome Apps. I have old blog posts about it. There used to be called Packaged Apps in Chrome OS a couple years back. And like that kind of died as a thing. Like that was around the time Dart started coming up. And then Google like shifted all of that to be like a more actual web standards based thing instead of like specific to Chrome, which turned into PWAs, which gone through W3C and now has been adopted by all major browser vendors. Um, but with that, with that though, Microsoft has full PWA support in, win- in this Windows 10 update. So you can get PWAs from the Windows Store. Um, you can install them from the web. And Microsoft's doing something interesting because there's like a flag you can have if you publish something as a PWA where they, you, you, I think it's off by default, but if you turn it on, they'll automatically add it to the uh, Windows 10 store. The, uh, oh, and so if you want to claim see, ownership see, of that see, PWA, you can. But I mean, it's just a web page. So if you update it, Microsoft will automatically update the Windows 10 store version. Oh, of it. okay, um, that's because it's all that's just interesting. Web app, right? That would that that that's like like if you have a PWA, it would make 
supporting it on Windows 10 easier, I guess? Like, if you just can do that. Yeah, because then you can go to Microsoft and you can be like, give me ownership of this. I don't want you to... You can tell them, right? You can, like, put a flag, I think, in the, in the header of the web page, or you could just log into, like, the developer console and claim that as your own, right? Because you own the domain if you make the app. So you could just be like, yeah, I own this. Please, I don't want this in the Windows Store, or I want to update it myself and manage reviews and all that stuff myself. Okay, of the app. That's, that, that is pretty cool. Uh, and, and I am going to make a case... That I know you won't do it, but for people listening on Windows 10, I would say actually yes, get PWAs from the Windows. Yeah, store. I mean it's it's not a bad because, idea. It's because uh, if you do yeah. that, then it's it's managed by the Windows Store app, right? And it gets automatically updated. Uh, it 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 syncs to your account, right? And so if you yeah, and it runs in like a sandbox right, with all that kind of right, nice stuff. Yeah, and so like I mean. Web pages as if run in a sandbox, right? But it runs in the full Windows 10 app sandbox instead of the Edge sandbox, which is which means that there's it's probably going to be a little bit more stable because if Edge crashes, then your web app is crashed. But if you have a PWA running in a specific instance, and more importantly, some people just don't like running apps in tabs, right? Yeah, that's that's like there's a reason why people use yeah, Electron Discord, yeah, right? Because it's nicer. Yeah, it's, yeah that makes sense. Uh, multiple ways, it's it's probably better. I mean, we talked about iTunes earlier, and a lot of people were uh, like, they're going to install iTunes from the Windows Store, even though if it's just a Project Centennial app, it's because it gets... It's self-contained. It's self-contained, and it updates itself. You don't have to use the Apple updater. Uh, so you don't have to have the Apple updater installed. Uh, in fact, what happens when you install the Project Centennial iTunes version is the that thing uninstalls your current Win- iTunes version, moves your profile over, right? Uh, syncs everything over to the Project Centennial app uh, and uninstalls the Apple software updater and Bonjour and all of the rest of the stuff. So basically, you can just keep updating iTunes from the Windows Store and don't have to worry about the garbage Apple software updater on Windows, which is actually... And also, since it's running in a sandbox, right? It's probably going to be better on resources and not run as trashy. Like, arguably, like, it might not happen. Like, like okay, it might not happen. But there's a sandbox software can usually maybe run better because it's the system managing it, right? I mean, it's, it, like, yeah, it's, it's a, a win already. Like, you don't have to update it manually, which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. Uh, are you still using the Spotify UWP uh, Centennial? No, app? I'm, I'm or actually you- not. I'm I, actually, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not using it. I'm just using the, I guess the 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 one that they offer for Win32. I guess that's the one I'm using. Uh, maybe I should switch to more Project Centennial apps. Maybe it would make my life easier. I don't have to worry about. Uh, I mean, the Spotify app updates itself, so it's not like it's a problem that you know I have to automatically uh, like I have to manually update it. But uh, might be better to switch to the Project Centennial version. Who knows? Uh, doesn't make it. You know, it's my guess too, right? My my guess is that most of these Win32 apps are not going to go UWP right. They're just going to go PWA. Our, yeah, our that's, Project that's my, Centennial. That, that's maybe a hot yeah. take. Well, I mean, it's Project Centennial, but I imagine if Spotify, like, piece of the thing, right? Once Apple adds full PWA support to Mac OS, why can't Spotify just be like, okay, I'm just going to, we'll just make a PWA for both these platforms and put it in the app stores. Mm. And, you know, a, you don't get the downsides of Electron. B, every like twenty year old with thirty two gigs of RAM in their MacBook Pro from twenty fifteen will be happy that they can code in JavaScript. <laughs> and C, 
you don't have to support specific Windows and Mac versions of apps. Now, my, okay, as someone who loves native software, like, I get it. Like, you know, that sounds gross, but this is, like, the best solution yeah, here, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, if you were going to do web apps, might as well do them the best we possibly can. Like, take full advantage of them being web apps, right? Like, take advantage of them being platform agnostic because, like, because we abstracted it out, so they run in browsers now. So let's just take advantage of that feature to the to the maximum, uh, and use the app store functionality to make it like a smoother experience. I mean, I mean, if this is the future of computing, I mean, we we're gonna it's gonna happen. Like it's it's uh, it doesn't matter if you still run Win thirty two apps now because in 10 years you probably won't have the choice because everybody will discontinue their win32 app because win32 is probably gone uh because like as of right now win32 is like really fucking yeah old. it is like, ancient. Yeah. like everyone's like i hate the windows store and i hate this and that but it's like you no one's making a new win32 mm. app i i don't think i know what i've never seen anyone be like check out this hot new win32 <laughs> app i just made <laughs> Fuck Rust, right? Like, no, I've never heard that before. I haven't. I was like the last. It's been like over like ten years since we like had a hot new app, hot new services. Yes, yeah, but like a specific Win thirty two app that everyone's like, oh, this is that good shit. Like, no, yeah. So I don't. I think this is a better thing. And also, there's always a place for like native apps, right? Like, I feel like the fear with PWAs is everyone's like, well, this means everyone's going to have a web app now. And okay, chat apps music streaming apps they don't need to be no they don't like honestly like this is the thing this is this is the hot take i'm uh, maybe a hot take uh web apps are fine uh for a lot of things really Uh, see this is i think this is the people get conflated with the electron discourse right like electron is just bad because it like abuses my system no yeah that's like it's not bad because it's a web app and it's i mean sure you can use qt sure you can do others if you want cross-platform things but like web apps are fine web apps are pretty good web apps have good offline support and you know your email client doesn't have to be native now you might want a native for secure like pc with like a bunch of local databases yeah that's yeah that's yeah that's yeah but but like your Spotify doesn't need to be no, native. it doesn't. It like, really does. What does Apple Music or Spotify do that requires you to have like native? Code? No, it doesn't. It just it just fetches data. Like it's streaming, right? It's just it's just a bunch of HTTPS calls uh, to an API and uh, like downloading like uh, various like encrypted blobs of uh, like DRM music, right? It's not like it doesn't need to be a native app to be run like you know well even like spot the Spotify. Win32 quote unquote app is not really like Win32. It's like this weird, like C and web, like it's a web kit. It's like a web kit thing. Like I think it's some weird combo combination thing. Like it's not entirely a web thing, but it's like, um, like because it integrates directly with like, uh, Windows audio APIs and stuff. So it's like a bit, like, you know, it's a bit, uh, it has some, it's like a it's a customized web browser, yeah, it's like right? Cust- it's like a very custom very custom. Web yeah, it's, it's, it's it runs pretty decently. Um, I haven't seen any issues. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like these PWAs in the Windows App Store are is actually exciting because you know it's actually making the web app experience better. So, I mean, enough of the web app. Uh, we're going to be on a tangent for f- five hours about uh, how web apps are actually good and whatnot, but. The Xbox, uh, Xbox One, rather, uh, April 2018, 
update for the Xbox One as well. A uh, big one for the X and the S. Oh God, these are terrible names. Uh, 140, uh, 14, 140, 1440p, uh, support. Uh, so, uh, so the, the X and you have X, right? You have this, right? Uh, you have the 14, mm-hmm. so you don't have a 1440p screen, yeah, though. So, I think you have, uh, yeah, I don't, you, you have, you have, you have to do this with a monitor. Yeah. I don't think there's any TVs that oh, come yeah, that's native true. at 1440p. Yeah, it's, it's a monitor these, thing. This is straight from like, yeah, a, yeah it's, it's like, I mean, it'll work on a TV that technically has one because it's all like HDMI, but like, I don't think there's any TVs that do right, that. Right. But, um, I think because you should always run, well, if you have a 720p TV, have your Xbox display at 1080p. Because most of them have like a 1080p to like most TVs. Yeah. It'll just like interpolate that down to yeah, like 720p. Yeah, yeah. But in general, you should run things at the native right, resolution right. if you can of the display. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, so it was still super sample, yeah, right? Like if you have, uh, if you have one X like I do, it, instead of super sampling down to 1080p, it was just super sample down to 1440p. Right, right. Uh, so that this is use. Actually, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Li- I'm okay. Hold on a minute. Actually. Correction, correction. Super sampling is limited to 1080p. Okay. So I believe if you're the console will display in 1440p. Um, games won't. So is, it's limited to the on, UI. That's interesting. It's limited to the yeah the I, OS. Maybe? I guess uh, not not the games themselves because the games the, the Windows Central article has this like. It, a little word, oddly phrased. P.S. But with super sampling currently limited exclusively to 1080p, 1440p displays will see a lower than native resolution on One X games. But the April update adds support for full native 1440p outputs, riding a middle ground between 1080p and 4K. This gives this gives a nodal resolution bump rather than up sampling. So mm. most Xbox One and X enhanced games will now look crisper. So okay, so hold the, on a so. Hmm. It's yeah, this is a bit confusing. So if, games, if games are super sampled, yeah. so I guess if games run at 1080p natively, they'll run at 1440p. Yeah, that's, I think now. that's what I'm getting from. But me. if you have a game that super samples, yeah. right? So up sampling, um, right? It's not going to up sample if you have a 1440p display, right? It's gonna uh, it's gonna super sample. No, it's not going to. Okay, this is actually confusing because and this article doesn't make it any clearer. Like, so I, I, I think we're just gonna leave that. Uh, because I because I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the article on how to uh, dis, how to turn it on, and it's saying going forward your Xbox One console will automatically output at a native 1440p resolution. 4K games will be downsampled to take advantage of super oh. sampling, while videos will display at a maximum resolution of 1440p. Okay, that, that's clear. That makes that makes more sense. Uh, so, so um. So ba- so basically, I sorry, th- th- everyone. This is this is genuinely confusing. Um, I'm going to look into this more for the next episode uh, because right now I'm just going to assume that games will just super sample to 1440p. Yeah. Also, this this brings in uh, variable refresh rate support, which which means AMD FreeSync support for the uh, for the Xbox One X, uh, right? Uh, and HDR, but if you have a FreeSync two display, yeah. So you have to have a FreeSync two display, right? So this is more monitor related thing. These are not TV stuff. Like TVs don't do this stuff. Uh, this this is for computer monitors. Uh, so if you play like an Xbox One X on a FreeSync monitor, you're gonna you're gonna have a very good experience, I think, uh, because FreeSync will like r- remove 
what it'll do is remove screen tearing by doing the what what is called vsync in the hardware of the monitor, right? Uh, like it's it's like this thing that does vsync, but like in the hardware, so your your GPU doesn't have to worry about it. Uh, but your GPU also supports it, so it's like you know this protocol uh, between between the your GPU and the monitor. Uh, and FreeSync is the AMD version, uh, and if you have a NVIDIA, if you have a G-Sync monitor, you're out of luck because NVIDIA's G-Sync is proprietary to the NVIDIA cards. Uh, and uh, the Xbox yeah, One has, has an AMD, AMD card. GPU in there, so yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so for the people who play on their monitors and have uh, AMD free, that's a minority, that's, that's got to be a very small minority of people, right? Like there's gonna be like a really tiny minority of people who have an Xbox One X plus a, a monitor that supports AMD is FreeSync, right? That's that's like a very weird uh, Venn diagram, probably. But uh, yeah, if you're that person, it's it's gonna be good. Uh, there's also auto low auto low latency mode. <laughs> um, okay, so um, this is so. Monitors by default, I believe, ship with like you know latency, latency yes, being yeah. like low as possible, yeah. right? Like because you're using a computer, yeah. and that makes sense. But TVs have high, TVs ha- because you don't, you don't they, need have, they have higher latency. Yeah. Because, you don't, but no, you don't no, no, need no, the no. High- they have it because um, TV, motion smoothing is like the big thing, right? Like TV vendors will try and like have profiles where they will. Um, I'm doing extreme air quotes right now. Make things look better uh, by having weird color profiles, having like motion smoothing and other like post uh, post effects on the content being displayed, which of course increases latency because you have to take a a couple seconds to sample the the content and then add the effects to it, which which uh, is something. A, I I always have the argument that like if you have a TV, you yeah, probably turn that off. Yeah, yeah, turn that off, please. Uh, it's not good. like keep it on game mode and then just play with your colors and try and calibrate it if you can. Please, like you can make you can make a shitty TV look nice if you have it properly calibrated for the room you're in. Because I have like a I have this like cheap 32 inch TV that I have in my room and I spent like a day just kind of calibrating it like last year and it looks pretty good. Like okay, it's not the best one, but like you can with the right color profile this display displays can look really nice or tvs can and so what this does is that the xbox will now um turn it on automatically so because there's a there's a specific part of the hdmi 2.1 specification i think it's part of cec i believe i don't know that no exact, I, I mean um, it's, it's yeah I it's believe, most things won't support it for now will be will yeah. be a cec will let you control what the tv right, right? right so i think that's why it's going through cec because then you would be able to uh you can change profiles oh, and all that's that. true, so true. what this basically does is turns on it it turns on the tv's game mode uh, and does some other things but it's just so and it'll turn it off when you're when you're watching movies in case you like that smoothing mode, which ill motion smoothing is gross. Motion smoothing makes everything look like a fucking yeah, soap opera. It's not great. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is dependent on HDMI 2.1, which is not fully certified yet. I think. Uh, so it's not it's not in dis- like it's not in TVs yet. So I think like that's it's this is just future proofing, right? This is just like adding this now, so you don't have to worry about it later, right? So when HDMI 2.1 oh, yeah. becomes commonplace, you already have this. Uh, so that's that's, that's cool. Uh, also, but, but side note, yeah. side note, this brings something that um, 
give me a second because I'm actually going to turn on my Xbox to tell you how to turn this on. Because, you know, the PS4 and the PS3 has that mode that it'll turn on your TV automatically when you turn on the console. Yeah, it's HDMI CEC. You can now turn, you, yeah, it uses CEC. Yeah, you can now do that with your Xbox, but it's off by default. Oh. So I'm actually going to turn on my console and go to settings real quick so I can tell you how to do it. Because I found this out by fucking around the settings when I was going through the UI. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's turned off by default because it's like, a really good mode to have yeah on. that's actually a so good feature i mean the chromecast does this yeah. like the chromecast will do it yeah yeah uh, it's just hdmi CDC. and it's just inputs yeah. too so, so turn on your xbox go over to the settings tab on the guide hit the settings button to go into settings and then you want to go to display and sound and then you're going to go to video out whoops 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 actually i'm a liar you go down to tv and one guide so go to tv and one guide in the settings app and then go to device control and then it'll say devices, and then you hit the TV button, and you hit the in that menu there'll be a TV setup or remove TV. You then hit the button that says TV setup, and then you it'll automatically detect your TV. And then you hit next, and then you can go back to device power options in the device control menu, and you can tell your Xbox to turn your TV off and on when you um when you turn the console off and on and you can also have it set up where if you have an audio receiver plugged into your tv you can do the same thing when you turn your xbox off and on it'll turn on your audio oh, that's, receiver yeah i mean this is all just yeah hdmi cec is really powerful that way uh you can just it'll just tell your tv to turn on itself on right it's pretty cool uh and also change inputs yeah, and change inputs, inputs too yeah, the right way. Yeah, it's all it's very it's very nice uh even like very old tvs have hdmi like the tv i have also supports it, and it's like fucking ancient at this point oh this tv is yeah. from 2013 like, hdmi cec has been around for a while uh things like the chromecast do it like if you if you have a chromecast and if you cast to it and the tv is turned off it'll turn itself on and switch to the input uh cool cool stuff uh so it also has a mixer controller sharing, which is um, like, is it like co-op mode using mixer? Like, is that what that is? It's like, oh, it's like controller sharing. So it's uh, uh, a mixer streamer can hand off control of their console to one audience member. Okay. Okay. That's mm. cool. That So obviously that could be right for use but like you know if you if you actively stream and stuff moderation is always key because it's yeah the internet and people like yeah. to be shitty but so in an ideal sense i think this is a cool feature and of course you don't have to use it if yeah, you don't yeah. want to but that's and i i think why 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 does twitch have to get the overwatch streaming league <sighs> <sighs> why, why can't why can't mixer get yeah. it microsoft give blizzard money <laughs> yeah it's just mixer's not big enough for anybody to care yet uh, so that's the thing. Um, also, scheduled themes. Um, like, oh, okay. So this is just <laughs> this is just, uh, like do, as time of day. Like, it'll ch- like your console would change uh, between like two themes, right? Uh, day and night cycle. That'll change between. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, also, that direct Twitter sharing. I mean, that's useful. Well, so basically how it worked beforehand is if you shared a video of your dope snipe <laughs> in uh, Halo 5, it would be a link to a, a like a Microsoft-hosted video, yeah. right? But now it directly uploads the video to your Twitter account so you can just view it in line in the oh, Twitter app. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's better. 
Um, uh, also, Microsoft Edge improvements. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, uh, if you want to browse on your Xbox One, I suppose. Uh, I mean, that's actually not... Okay, it's actually... I was about to be like, that's, how many times have you been like playing your Switch and you thought to yourself, Oh, uh, what if I could just Google the Zelda thing? I actually, you have to, like, plug I actually do that it? all the time because I play on my monitors, right? Uh, I put the switch on one monitor and I have my computer desktop plugged into the other monitor. Wait, oh, you you play the switch in docked mode? Ew. I mean, yeah, because it's it's it, it, I play it in docked mode because like, why won't I play in docked mode? Because I don't want the battery to run out when I'm playing. Well, the pixels the pixels are more dense in, in the screen mode, so you don't get to see the jaggies as much. That's and true. Zelda looks That's nicer. true. But I don't really notice it all that much when you're actually playing the game. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I I have like I look up a lot of things in Zelda because I'm bad at puzzles, and Zelda has a lot of puzzles. Uh, so I just like Google every fucking puzzle because I don't have time for this shit. Uh, yeah, so this is actually good because like you can like look up like uh, how to do X thing in X game right, uh, real quick uh, instead of switching to over to your phone right. But I I guess switching over to your phone might be easier. Like I don't know, like just switching over to your browser it just feels a bit. Well, so you wait, Mike. Oh yeah, I keep I keep thinking Windows Ten has a snap mode, but yeah, Windows does, on the Xbox doesn't have snap mode anymore because that would be like, well, no, you you can have like a walkthrough video open on one side while having the. Uh, the game open, no. right? So, like, you know, like, if you're trying to do... But you can't do that anymore. So, I don't know. I think it's still useful. And even then, um, uploading win- uh, Xbox screenshots from to Mastodon <laughs> yeah. is a pain in the oh, ass. Oh, God. Like, does it even support the do file system? Like, is, can it upload from the file system? Is that is that even possible? Like, is that... Is that... Do you mind if I pause this and oh check God. real quick? Like, do you mind if I actually just oh grab my, my God. controller? Oh my God, are you going to log on to Mastodon from your fucking console? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh God. I mean, someone someone's like logged into Mastodon from their DSi before, like the 3DS. Oh Lord, so, oh, the DS. Oh God. Do you think Microsoft coats the Xbox game disc that taste bad? Wait a minute, you have a Switch. Why haven't you? I don't have any yet? game. I don't have any game cards. Just put the put the console in your mouth. Oh, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh god, that's 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 actually also that's gross. Don't do that. That's actually yeah. Like it, it actually like in all seriousness, don't. It probably don't has some sort of coating it. on it, but I don't want to you know uh, taste that. That's probably not good. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Oh my god, this this Edge UI, it's it's not good. I'm so like I'm using it in real time right now, and like the the cursor will stick to UI elements. Ooh. Um, it's not great. So let's see, we're gonna go to instance oh, business, and then we'll spend ten minutes as I type my twenty four character oh, digit password. Password manager support, please. Accept. <laughs> I mean, doesn't one password have like oh, AWP apps? So isn't theory they oh, can do Lord. that? This this is absurd. Like this is this is this is what happens when consoles become like like consoles are actually computers, but like kind of shitty ones. Uh, How much of this is gonna get cut from the oh, podcast God. from the show? Because I mean, <laughs> I'm literally about to type in. Oh, hold on a minute. I have the Xbox app on my phone. Never mind. Um, so. As far as I can tell, business is loading fine. So now I'm just going to put in my email and my password because you can do keyboard oh, support, that's, right? Yeah, that's... that's 
through the Xbox app. So you can copy so I can your password. Go ahead and copy yeah, paste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm about to do. So, um, welcome to Shades of Brown, <laughs> a show where I use my Xbox. Yeah, apparently live Xbox usage. Uh, also, the uh, Xbox app on iOS now has party support, and Discord now has um, support for uh, adding your Xbox Live profile. You know, just to make it easier, I guess, to dock someone. I don't know. Like, Ooh, that's, I don't know what's the point of that. Do you add profiles to your no, Discord? No, I don't. I think the only profile I have there is Twitch. I think because it, it's integrated with Twitch uh, at some point. But I don't really integrate much with Discord because those integrations just give Discord data. That's 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 what they're there for. Uh they give them access to various kinds of data that probably don't want them uh, to have access to, so probably not. Yeah, oh yeah, because there was that post the other day um, about how like Discord just kind of tracks every yeah, click you make do. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's fun, fun stuff. But um, okay, I'm now copying and pasting oh, my God. password in case you're wondering where oh, we're Lord. at. And... I'm now hitting the login button. Let me put in the two-step oh, code, and then we should be good. Two-step. Would I like to save the password? No, I would not like to save the password. Thank you for asking, though, Microsoft. I appreciate you not doing it automatically. All right, entering my two-step code. And... This is going to work. We are right. now... We're in! We're in! Is, nice. is, 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 the, is the timeline working? Yeah, it's loading. It's loading. Oh, I see someone's discoursing right now, too. It's good stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. See, Microsoft has, like, this preview thing. So, anyways, I'm hitting the uh, the button, add media. Yo! What? It, it works. works. Okay. Yeah. So, how does it work? Like, is it is it uploading from, like, some sort of special folder? Is that what that is? Hold on a minute. There's so here's the home directory of your Xbox according to uh, Microsoft Edge. There is a folder called 3D Objects. <laughs> there is a folder called App Mods. There is a folder called Downloads, Documents, you know, Favorites, Ooh. and all that. Um, I mean, it is a Windows 10 system, and you can yeah. uh, and you can also change which app you're using to uh, to look to to use it. So I guess in theory you can go to Photos if Photo added support to be open. That's that's. But um. But I can't find the actual mm, image. Yeah, probably don't have access so, to folder where the image is kept, right? Uh, yeah, but if I open the Photos app and I did that, uh, I, I don't think I can actually cut any of this from the show now. It kind of has yeah, to stay I in. Yeah, I mean, some good shit. This is... this is Because there's a File Explorer app that ships through Xbox. Yeah. It's the, as I said before, this is the UWP redesign of the of Windows Explorer. Mm. They just have it on the Xbox and they had it on Windows Phone first because it... it Needed, needed like less space and all that kind of stuff, right? So in theory, if I go to the Microsoft Photos app, it should integrate with the systems folder thing and then display all of my apps there. Um, but regardless, Microsoft Edge got updates in, Windows, in, in the Xbox UI, and you can now ship posts from your console. Oh, no. What, you're going to open a bug on the Mastodon bug tracker, uh, but support for, <gasps> for the Xbox. Sadic. <laughs> Sadic. Yes. <laughs> like, have a screenshot of Mastodon running on a fucking Xbox One Edge browser. And, like, take that as your screenshot. Uh, like, no. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's good. I mean, we, 
uh, like what else is that system wide audio changes apparently uh so there's like it's easier controlling like if you have Spotify oh. and you're playing music in there and you want to like change the volume it's easier to get right, to that right. now um and you know honestly this is this is pretty yeah. good I mean we're I we're mean, about like, an hour in and we haven't even touched the rest of our topics which is fine. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, we're fine. <laughs> There's also new sounds. There are also new sounds. Um, have you listened to the uh, new no. sounds yet? What no. do you think of them? No, no. They're good. That's basically all we need to do. We're moving on yep. to our next topic. We're going to power through this light lightning round. round. Um, Spotify launched a redesigned app with on-demand playlists for free users because free people don't pay for things. So basically, the pre-show conversation me and Static had about this was about, we could say how people don't pay for things, and it's nice, but we're just going to say that. People don't pay for things, and it's nice. Um, anything else on this um, topic before we move on? Why did Spotify did a whole fucking press conference for this? Like, yeah, I mean, why? I, I don't understand. I'll, I'll, yeah, don't hold press conferences. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not cool enough. Like, um, yeah, that's that's all that is. Like, we're gonna have a link to the show notes uh, in the show notes with the with the deep, like a uh, some pictures from the press conference, I guess, uh, where you can read more about this. It's it's rolling out. If you're a free user, I suppose you'll see it in the coming weeks. But uh, if you're a premium Spotify user, well, it's gonna be the same. So there's nothing. Left. Yeah, and if you don't pay for things, it's all right because you know. Um, Sometimes having fun and not paying for things are pretty good because ads aren't terrible. Uh, we also said web apps are good this episode, so I don't know which I take mean, is worse. Add us, come at us, Mastodon. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to talk about uh, another music thing? Another out. Actually, uh, we haven't done a culture segment on the episode in a while, right? Uh, all year. I don't think we've done this this entire Ooh. year yet. First Ooh, one of the year. First one. That's good. Uh, so we we have a new album. Janelle. How do you say her last name? Janelle okay. Monet. No, the, the, her last name specifically. But Janelle Monet's new album, uh, Dirty Computer, uh, was released on which day was it? I think it was on the twenty. The twenty fifth, fourth, twenty fourth. Yeah, it, it was on on twenty fourth, twenty fifth. It was it was sometime in the yeah, middle. Yeah, so. Week. Uh, the album came out. Uh, the singles have been out. Like there were, there have been few singles. Uh, there was uh, those "Make Me Feel." Uh, I think it was the first one, and there's uh, Django Jane, and then uh, I like that was the last single. So there were three singles before the album, and everybody was like, I was super hyped because like the whole aesthetic, the whole sort of uh, concept of the album, like you know, it, it was it was looking good. Like this is this is good shit, and. When this album came out, uh, there was an accompanying video. That's it's like you know the the whole lemonade thing. You know, it's uh, the the what do you call it? She calls it a emotion picture, right? Which is clever. So it's like a visual, yeah, visual component, component for the uh, for yeah. The so which 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 has this whole like backstory about her being like about about her being herself and like you know like all these concepts in the album, right? You know, uh, so Christian. What do you think of this album? I it's <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good and so I I don't think it's perfect, but as a conceptual sort of it's not as narrative driven as her previous albums are. It's still continuing the same story that all of her albums have been, but I think that this one takes more of a pop yeah, approach it to it. it. But it's like pop shit in yep, the best yep. way. 
And you know, I I fuck with it. The production's great. The songs transition of each other extremely well. And this album has so much texture to it, which I think is like the best thing about it. Like you can feel colors. It's so colorful. That's the thing, right? Right. When you listen to it, it's so good. And now, mind you, I think some of the it's a little underwritten in some places. Um, Definitely the line about like if you grab this pussy, it'll grab you back. That's sort of like mm, and and I don't and, and I think that her. Um, equating fem- femininity with having yeah, a, that's like, also yeah, a little mm-hmm. problematic. Yeah, that, that, that track especially, yeah. But like the rapping's good on it. The singing gets a little wispy in places. Like I, it feels like I don't think she's under singing. Actually, it sounds like she's singing pretty well. But like because of the mixing or whatever, it gets kind of muddled and it's a little, it's a little off. Um, there's like a lot of use of like ableist terms in it. Like we just have to bring that up and. It falls off by the end of the album. After the Pharrell, after the Pharrell feature, and then until the last track, it is. It, it, yeah, it's it is. I I can't disagree. Like uh, after the Pharrell feature, which is I got that juice, which is a great track, by the way. Uh, uh, I like that. Is actually quite a good track. I think it was one of the singles, and I think it's it's, it's a fairly strong uh, track. But after that, for three tracks, uh, it's I I don't. Like the jo- don't judge me was like a six minute. I like I don't. I'm not sure what was happened there. Like and there's also uh, so afraid, which was you know, it, it felt like a tribute to David Bowie. I think that's that's not what is that's like. David Bowie has a track called "Afraid of Americans," which you, if you realize is the next track is called "Americans." So. You know, uh, maybe, maybe it's just a tribute to. Well, there's a whole lot of like Prince and David Bowie and like. There, there, she wears a lot of that yeah, on her yeah. sleeve, and I even think Prince had, like, this is like an unconfirmed thing I saw on Reddit. So yeah. it fucking goes, it's probably yeah. a lie. But like, Prince apparently had a little bit of his input before yeah, he probably. passed. So, I mean, Django, like, "Make Me Feel" is a very Prince track, right? Like the visuals, and the colors, and the whole track, the the concept of the track. It's it's a very Prince. Uh, everybody when when the track when the single came out, everybody was like, "Holy shit, this is like the perfect tribute to." Prince, right? It's 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 really, uh, very something like Prince would do. Uh, so that's I mean the last track on here, Americans, I think is low key the best track on the album. Uh, like it's it's low key the best track because it's first of all it's it's just like really catchy. It it, it it's really catchy like beat and rhythm to it, and it's making fun of America. But at the same time, it's it's completely like has a serious tone about it, right? It's like this, uh, uh, like like somebody could mistake this for an actual legit like comment, like actual legit praise of American toxic culture, right? Like if you if you're well, I I think I I I think she's spinning it to where it almost is, right? Because she's she's basically saying, right? She's like the whole point of that song is that you racist fucks over there are not the real americans but like all the gays yeah. right? like that's, that's what she's saying and that i think that's a that's an extremely yeah, strong message uh, so i think some people might misunderstand that message which is interesting to me but i think that's why i think that's one of the strongest tracks uh on on the on the on this thing uh also well and then make ooh, me feel is like ooh, the best me, song about being like bi yeah, ever. Make me feel is it is it is an extreme ode to like yeah. bisexuality, which is yep. extremely uh, good. And Django Jane is is extremely good as well. Uh 
I like that. I also mentioned that was really good. Uh, well, Pink is a good song, but I feel like the references to like uh, femininity being tied to genitalia mm. is like. Um, mm. Like I don't think she's doing it. I don't think she does no, it on purpose, no, right? I, like, I think I, this is. I, because in the article, in the interview, I mean, she's like, yeah, like she was kind of, she just like recently found out about the term yeah. sexual, right? So I, I'm not going to no, no, I'm not, not but like, it is a thing to bring up. I think but, it's not an invalid thing to bring up, but I think it's also to keep in mind. I don't think it was meant as like a, like a malicious or like an, even an intentional slight, right? Uh, I don't think that was the point of these tracks. Like, uh, what was the track? The track Pink, right? Uh, like, I don't think that was the point of it. Like, I don't think that was the intention of it. But it is a valid point to bring up. Uh, because it's also, like, fighting toxic masculinity at the same yeah. time. But it is, it, it, like, so it, it's, like, like you know, like, the uh, the pussy hats at, like, the anti-Trump yeah. marches and all that sort of stuff, right? It's, it's, it, it equates femininity with, with having a yeah. vagina, right? Which is, like, okay. Eh. I don't think if he's, like, I know that, like, some people on on online we're like that's a little bit turfy view but i don't think it's i don't like think it was intended implicitly turfy yeah, yeah. View. i don't think it was yeah i don't yeah. think there was any active intention and judging by her like her her words in the album and like her words in interviews i think she'd probably be open to listening to yeah, that discourse, I think that's, right? yeah i think being, that's like, i think that is it. true as well like her interview in the rolling stone i think we should link to that in the show notes because i think that's a interview that everyone should read because it, it really goes into how she like what was like her thought process like uh, about the whole album and who the album is for uh and whatnot so yeah that's i mean how do you feel about that track uh screwed <laughs> that one is, is a bit um uh i don't know like it's i, I it's one of the incredible mm, tracks mm. for me how about the intro to the album though the uh, intro to the album with the whole dirty computer thing uh it's good it's good but then it also it also like falls apart at the end. Like I don't know what that yeah. ending. It just fades out yeah. so quickly. It's like the one transition. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't, I don't really weird. get. But I still got, I still got this album pre-ordered for the physical because I think it's, uh, I think it's like significant. Like I think it's like a good album. Not like like there are obviously faults in the album in various points. Like it's not perfect, but I think it's 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 like a. Uh, uh, culturally significant album i think like has uh as i think there are some people talking about how this is like a change in how black people think about themselves right like how they feel more open about themselves and how they don't feel pressured to be to conform to a certain sort of like worldview right it's 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 uh it's a, it's a, it's a well so she was talking to ebro in an interview right and how she put it is we come from the dirt and when we transition out, we go back to dirt where CPUs, our brains are uploading, downloading and transmitting, passing back and forth information. And with all computers, you've got your bugs, you've got your viruses, but are those negatives, positives or features or not? I think it's a conversation I want to have with us as a society, as human beings about what it means to tell someone that their existence, either they're queer, minorities, women, poor, makes you have bugs and viruses. It's about embracing those things, even if it makes others com- uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the key message, I think, in the album, right? That that's, uh, so that's Dirty Computer. I think, I don't think I have much else to say about it. I think you should, uh, you should just give it a, I think people should watch the video first. I think that would make, uh, we're going to link to the video because it's available on YouTube, so you can watch it. Uh, uh, I think people should listen to the album 
in the visual sense for something because visually I think it's very strong. Uh, and the visual concepts would make the album more, uh, like it'll make more sense. Like the album as a cohesive whole makes more sense if you watch the visual version, I think. Uh, so go watch that first. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's dirty computer. Anything else, Christian? Um, no, honestly, just listen, just listen to it. I'm sorry. I just, someone just notified me that Kanye West has dropped two new <laughs> songs. Kanye West can fuck off. And, and, and this is staying in the pod. We, we, we have a new Kanye West band. Um, he is Kanye West just defended his support of Trump in a TI collab called Yay yep. versus the People. And more importantly, he teamed up with Smoke Perp to address J. Cole's diss at the end of uh, 1985 oh, intro to the fall off. Kanye, what the fuck is going so, on? Like, honestly, I don't. Like, honestly, I, I removed Kanye from all my playlists because, like, I. I, I just got salty. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's not, uh, like, like the same week that Janelle Monet drops her album and you do this shit. Like, I, I am, I'm not feeling it. Like, it's not, I'm not with it. I'm not with, with any of it. So I, I don't know if it's some, some weird publicity stunt or some. Well, firstly, Kanye's promoting a new album. Like, well, there's that. And then secondly, um, he's, also a little ignorant like i don't think kanye is like not a smart person like kanye has had like really good commentary on his albums beforehand it's just the fact that uh i don't know kanye is like i can't because everyone's saying right like oh kanye just suffered that's from not, mental illness and all that and i feel that's like that's not that's, that's not, not good like a cool thing to say, to say. That, right like, yeah, like, like don't like, don't equate mental illness don't say that about kanye being... Uh, yeah, like bad takes doesn't mean you're, it's yeah. not equated to mental illness. I think Kanye is just being extremely ignorant right now. Um, and let's be honest, Kanye is misogynistic, yeah, that's, right? Well, that's, like that's, yeah, that's not new, I think. But yeah, that's like like even back with like the yeah. whole Taylor Swift thing around uh, fucking yep. the life of Pablo. It was like that yeah. was extremely rapey mm. if we think about it, right? Yeah, that's. So, like, I, I genuinely think that Kanye just doesn't give a fuck. And um, fuck Chance the Rapper, too. Just want to put that out there. Uh, don't, I don't support people who mess with, like, R. Kelly. Because R. Kelly is objectively a terrible person. Gross. And, and a criminal. And a fucking... What else? Like, it's just, just a bad human being. Uh, that, like, that's, that's all that is. Like, it's, it's not nothing to say. So, with that, basically, like, what we're saying, though, right, is just, like, fuck R. Kelly, fuck Chance, fuck Kanye. Um, we're not going to ever talk about any of their albums. I it's, only wanted to bring this up because someone distracted me from this great Janelle Monet album and the review to tell me yeah, about this Kanye news. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye is problematic, and he's not our fave. And, like, honestly, like, even with the news mm, with Nas this week, he, like... Drop shitty yeah, men out of just, your life. Just, yeah, I like, mean, like genuine peace. Like, there's this thing too, right? There's this thing. Every time someone's like, "Oh, but I like the album," and I'm like, "Just go to fucking Bandcamp and just like find someone who says they're like gay and they're and they're like bio and just check out their songs." <sighs> like, see, this is the thing. Like, like, there's so much good music right now. Like, you don't have to listen to somebody who's who's. You don't have to listen to Migos. You don't have to listen to Kanye. You don't have to listen to Chance. You do not have to support these problematic people, right? Like, you don't have to watch like a Woody Allen movie 
you don't have to watch like a, a thing yeah. with Kevin Spacey don't, in it. You don't have to do it. Like if if you do it, that's fine. But like you don't have to do it. Like don't make some excuse about you know. You do you do it with the assumption that you, you you do it, but you're supporting an extremely problematic person at the expense of like women and other marginalized people, right? Like it, it's you can't. This is what I hate about it. I always hate I hate the defense of like you can like problematic things. And I'm like, okay, yes, you can like problematic things, but there's a limit to it. When someone is like, it's someone's like literally wearing make America great again hats and is like participating in arguably like anti-black and Nazi behavior, like drop them. Like where do you draw your line? Right. And, and there's enough, like just fucking go to Sadik's page on, on Mastodon. Have you seen all the good art made by people who are gay? Like, have you, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen, <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just go like, just go to Bandcamp. Like if, if you're looking for hip hop, like if you're looking for hip hop, like go to Bandcamp, go to SoundCloud, you know, just there's like, so much good stuff. And a lot of it just never, like people never listen to it, but like Bandcamp is Bandcamp. Has, yeah, even YouTube, even yeah. YouTube as well, right? There's YouTube, a lot of people uploading uh, these to YouTube. Just... And you know, and here's the thing, right? I feel like people like listening to like Migos and all that because they have the money for nice studios and nice production. But nice production does not make a good album good. Like this Janelle Monet album, that texture and all of that doesn't no, come from the production. No, no, no. It comes from like how it's not it's not the expensive synth that mm. makes something dope. It is the emotion. Like, the fact that she wraps it all yeah. up, her what she's writing about. Yeah, it's a whole package, right? It's not one thing. It's like the entire package. And yeah, that's just... Because like Taylor Swift's latest album, that was extremely well yeah, produced. Yeah, that fucking sucked. just felt petty as hell and really bad at being petty. Uh, we mentioned this, so this is not new. But uh, yeah, listen to some you know new music. Go, go to Bandcamp, go to SoundCloud, go to YouTube. Uh, you don't have to listen to Kanye or his new tracks. Uh, and with... Uh, block Connie <laughs> on Twitter. You're better off for it. <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to have to wrap up. Uh, you can find us, as always, on twoshadesofbrown.com. The show notes are going to be there. There's a contact email there, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at statingsafe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. And Christian. You can find me at Josephineinstance.business where you can at me about the take that web apps are sometimes good. <laughs> that's not even a hot take. That's just that's just that's just an, a good opinion. Uh but with that, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>